airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. Once again, this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. And I'm Will Addison holding it down for the Addison tribe. Sending you greetings from the Addison family. Um, today, I just want to remind you that no matter what's going on, God is still in control. He has not uh, gotten off of the throne. So you can be sure of that. Uh, also, if you want to want to download our podcast, you can go to AFR.net and look for Airing the Addisons. We have our podcast there. Uh, and also, if you want to email us, email us at Addisons at AFR.net. AFR.net. Addisons at AFR.net. Um, I have a special guest that's going to be on with me today to talk about uh, man, some things that you really need to know about. And so without further ado, I want to welcome my special guest, Miki Addison, to the show. Hi, Miki. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, it was kind of it was kind of hard to get you on. You know, I had to like call your agent, you know, uh-huh. kind of twist some talk arms. To my people. Yeah. Right. Had to ask, you know, baby Timothy if it was possible. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> for you he to be a is, part of this show, you know, he is a difficult to deal with manager. Yeah, and, he, he um, yeah he doesn't like me to be booked beyond uh, you know no. I, availability. Man, I owe him, so you do, <sighs> you do owe him. <laughs> you absolutely do. But I want to have you back on uh, the Addison show here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I want to talk about the the party platform. We had started yeah. talking about that, and I think it's very important because I know that uh, a lot of people don't know what is contained within mm-hmm. those uh, platforms, you know, and it's very important to know what this, what the party stands for. That's um, right. And I've often said, you know, just to be fair, because I know a lot of times some the, the way things kind of uh, shake out, maybe you might say, well, they don't really mm-hmm. adhere to that platform. But man, yeah. look, when you when you put them up side to side by side, if you're going to yeah. vote for one, there's one, I'll just say that's, heads and shoulders above the rest as far as you know as christians what we believe you know and some of the things that are contained within the platform so yeah you know and that's just really putting it out there you know i go ahead i was going to ask you a question yeah, uh, sure. to the point that people often make about you know they don't stick to their party platforms yeah uh what do you think is more problematic um when <sighs> you have something that is expressly <laughs> laid out in a party platform hey. that they you know kind of veer away from or something <laughs> that is laid out that they don't stick to, which which do you think is is more problematic? Yeah, I'm reminded of the the uh, parable. I think it was a parable uh, where uh, the servant was told to do something. He he said he was going to do it, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but the one that wasn't going to do it, you know, said he was. You know, he wouldn't. He ended. He he did it. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's better if you I think it's good to have the party platform so you can lay out before people, you know, what you believe. Mm-hmm. But if you don't adhere to it, I don't think it it really means a lot. 
because mm-hmm. it's not only having a platform, it's, you know, applying it. You know, it's yeah. like the word of God. I can't just be a hearer of the word. I have to but be do a doer you, of the word. That's right. Or else that's I'm deceiving right. myself, right? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Do you think there's something to be said of um, a person who would vote um, for a candidate based on the platform and what that candidate says as well? Because I, I think we have to also um, be clear that there is something that is not altogether laid out in the Republican Party platform of 2016 that I think people who voted for Donald Trump voted for him um, without digging into the the platform. I think they were just listening to the candidate and saying, hey, he's speaking my language, yeah. you know? And so people who voted for him voted because he was speaking their language. But I'm, I'm wondering, I guess, um, to, to the point we're talking about the party platforms, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's something to be said of people being able to hold their particular parties to that platform does That's, that yes. give them the right to apply some type of pressure yes that that is what should happen mm-hmm. like I and and i have no problem with people saying you know based upon this platform i'm voting for this but yeah. i think there should be a holding to the fire of the leadership of that uh platform to make it happen like for instance president trump laid out the platinum plan for black america now mm-hmm. he can win again but I think it's up to black Americans to say, hey, don't forget about this plan, you know, because mm-hmm. he can not do it. I mean, mm-hmm. he cannot do it, you know. So I think with anything like with even with this platform, especially that the people have to say, this is what you guys are supposed to be about. Now, let's let's get to work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, though, you know, so to the point that you just made, just as kind of like an illustration to your point. When you said, you know, so should President Trump win reelection, you know, of course, you always have this uh, political maneuvering that could take place where you say, well, do we see the manifestation of the platinum plan? You mm-hmm. know, um, but still, I don't know. There's something. And, and you know, tell me your take on this, too. Yeah. I still feel like there is something different, um, almost in a sense, better that you have a a particular politician you know, using that term loosely mm-hmm. here, I know um, President Trump would not necessarily see himself as a politician. And I don't think he actually governs as a politician either, um, right. for that matter. But uh, is there something to be said of a party that goes to the trouble to at least implement a plan to include, you know, this group of people and to say this is this is what we will do for this segment yeah. of the population versus a platform that doesn't even bother? Well, to my understanding, and I could be wrong on this, uh-huh. uh, Biden has a plan for black okay. America. I haven't read it thoroughly and stuff, but I've heard of it. So, and okay. he, and he's not really pushing that. I, okay. Cause I haven't even heard of that because I think, I think, I think the mindset honestly is I don't really have to like, yeah, I think exactly that's a, you right. know, we don't have to harp on that. Let, what else? You know, now, I, now I have been reading. I want to talk about this on Friday, Lord mm-hmm. willing that they are scrambling to get the, the vote of black men. Yeah. Uh, the, the Democrats, you know, and there's a reason for that, you know, now, but I, I heard that they, they have a plan, but he don't really talk about it, you know, and, and it kind of didn't set well with me that President Trump didn't bring up his plan at that last, at the yeah. first debate too. Yeah. So it's, these kind of things, and I know that this is not what the show is about, but we're talking about plans and platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like, man, but it's on the people to say, okay, you have this, this plan, like Let's do something, you know. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of times that don't happen. So politicians just continue to throw stuff out there and see what sticks to the wall. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I don't know, I guess at the end of the day, it really does come down to and and I kind of I guess to say it succinctly, I would say, you know, do people reduce the way they vote to just a single issue? Or mm-hmm. are they looking at multiple issues and, and sort of saying, you know, when all of the dust settles, um, my position on these issues falls squarely on this platform, or mm-hmm. rest on this platform mm-hmm. versus the other. I don't know if that's how people are voting. Or if people are simply looking at the candidates and listening to what they're saying and not really taking the platforms into consideration, I think both should be taken into consideration, Mm -hmm. actually, Um, because I I really believe that what you see coming from the candidates um, is sort of represented by the people they are surrounded by. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then when you have people working on these platforms and putting them together, Mm -hmm. like um, it's not done undercover. I think you have like a committee of people who are putting these things together. I know for sure uh, for the Republican Party platform there, there's a whole list of people who were a part of putting this together. And I got to personally tell you, I think um, the 2016 Republican Party platform um, was thoroughly done. Yeah, it was thoroughly done. And and let me say this just so I can be fair. And I just did a quick search. It's called Mm -hmm. the Lift Every Voice, the Biden plan for black America. So he has something out there. I'm going to go and check it out. But anyway, I just want to. Because I heard that he had one or he said somebody said it. And I was like, really? But they don't really talk about it because I don't think they really have to. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Well, you know, and 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 I guess it depends on how you like to think about things. There are some people who would think, yeah, you don't have to because um, we already know that our issues are going to be represented with this part, this party. Mm-hmm. Or there are some people who say you don't talk about it because you believe you already have that group of people in your grasp. Right. Mm-hmm. You already yes. you already have them in hand. And right. so. Um, this election will tell that. And I, I, I'd be curious to hear about the research. I know you mentioned this to me as well, mm-hmm. but I'd be curious to hear what what the polls are saying and what maybe some pundits are saying about the hemorrhaging of uh, black male votes yeah. from um, Biden. Now, I, I'd be curious to hear I would about, say 14% about of the uh, wow. black male vote went to um, President Trump last time over. Okay. And, and, you know, and this time the trending polls saying like is like at 17 percent that really <laughs> and that's not good for for Biden. Now, 95 percent of black women voted for Hillary, you know, <laughs> and that, that was a question that I had. Why is that? But anyway, that's not the show. Are you today. asking me because I'm a black woman? No, <laughs> no I reject I'm that. Just like, we don't all I'm, think I'm just, alike. I'm, We're I'm not just a wondering. I don't know. No, what, yeah, what, I think why? it's a great question. You know? But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's I think it's a great question. But um. You know, I also think that sometimes these, you know, quote unquote identities Mm -hmm. that people kind of, you know, wear (laughs) categories. And yeah, yeah, I think that sometimes you've got, you know, these categories that take top billing over over another. And I Mm. think in 2016, it was I am woman. Hear me. Hear me roar. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it it was to me. I thought it was ridiculous and, and very condescending for um hillary clinton to only campaign on the fact that i could be the first woman president yeah like i mean (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but maybe maybe i maybe i'm looking for too much (laughs) like maybe maybe i'm just you know i'm not just looking at it you know straight on maybe i'm expecting too much but i i think that may be a part of it Mm. i'll tell you one other thing just to this point and then we'll get into doing a side-by-side comparison of the party platforms yeah um one of the, the other things i thought was interesting was that Uh, Post President Trump's election, you look at small businesses that primarily were started by black women in America skyrocketed. Mm. And you look at the success rate and you look at the revenue that black women um, were were raking in 
under Trump's administration. Yeah. I I think one that was sort of like a you see, mm. I asked you what you had to lose. Well, I think and the, the here, argument is going to be that stopped that COVID, and he mishandled yeah, all of that's that. Un- so that's unfortunate. I I really you know I hope that people don't start their um report card at COVID. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you start your report report card at COVID, um, you know that 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 could be very bleak, right? right? But I, I hope that yes. people realize that, you know, prior to COVID, there was a whole robust economy and yeah, that people were seeing more in their paychecks. And, and I, and, I you wonder know. if that's going to happen because people have like short, you know, their mem- you know, it's like, ah, what's yeah. happening to me now? You know, uh, like it, all the way leading up to that it may have been all good, but COVID mm-hmm. has been devastating in so many different ways, you know, and that's that's something that. um the, the the Biden campaign is using as far as winning over black men is yeah. that to look at the handling of COVID and how many lives were lost. You know, yeah. can you vote for, you know, so I I don't know. We, ha- we just have to see what happens. You know, it was interesting. I um because I've been um keeping some pretty late nights here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's early okay. mornings. I'm running, in, I'm, I'm running in great circles, though. My my my. my, my <laughs> My circle of people, uh. which I don't know if two people can make a circle. <laughs> hey, I'm in that circle line. sometimes. Sometimes. Um, I'm in that circle sometimes. You are. <laughs> hey, more no, than no, anybody listen. else. <laughs> yes, but let me just tell you, though. I try to let you sleep. I don't know if you recognize that. No, nah, I recognize So it. before I go all in with, yeah, you're in the circle, <laughs> and, and shoot myself in the foot, I purposely let you sleep. Nah. Like, I mean, I don't know if we want to turn this into I'm a I'm eternally grateful. Good. <laughs> you should be. Um. Anyways, but so what I was going to say. <laughs> because you've been keeping late nights and you, yeah. you want to make a point about something. Well, see, that's the music. The music has <laughs> saved us all. I was going to say uh, one of these nights, I don't remember which night it was and no one should expect me to. They all run together. But uh, one of these nights, I, I, I decided, I was like, you know, let me check out CNN. Let me see what's on their early morning news, you know. Sure. And it was amazing because I hadn't really checked out CNN's news in a very long time. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I thought as I, you know, I was like, oh, wow, um, we're all going to die soon. It was nonstop wow. coverage of COVID and this resurgence of COVID and how we're not out of the woods and how the president has not taken this seriously. And as a result of this, you know, look next to you. Somebody's going to die this week. Like wow. that's I was like, whoa, if, if that's what people are being fed, there's a lot of fear that yeah. could be making its way. God to is the not polls. giving us a spirit of fear. though. So. Come on. Amen. OK, let's grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Hey, I am taking over the show. With- well, you know, it's force of <laughs> habit because you said Mike's hot. So 
Nah, that's what I wanted you to do. <laughs> okay, I was like, so I thought you wanted me to do. What I mean, you I know, but I mean, still, I'm your guest, right? I'm your guest. That's good. That's good. Yeah, enjoy this. Only for a um, temporary time. But, that's but. fine. That's fine. This is what you've always wanted. The people have finally gotten to you. Why do you let your wife talk so much? And you're like, that's it. I'm putting it into it. It's over. She's only talking when I say, "Ready, go." Okay. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, no, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Mm-hmm. We appreciate our listeners. We really yes. do. And um, let me just say, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Ty Delaney would fall in love again. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. And, oh, I appreciate Sherry B. I'm not going to send her a radio thank you card. I will actually write one. But just want to say, Sherry B., appreciate you. Yeah. Um, there, there are many people, actually, that I appreciate. I've written you thank you cards in my head. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so open your hand, look down, and read it, okay? Oh. I appreciate you. No, I'm, I'm going to really write them. It's okay. It's a, don't say oh. Oh, I heard somebody um, just say that. You could do that while you're up at night. Ooh, who said that? That wasn't me. Uh, I heard somebody, one of the listeners. <laughs> yes, because while I'm up at night, <laughs> I'm sitting and knitting. And uh, while I'm up at night, I'm not using my hands at all. Like I'm oh, not. Man. Don't make me go into my diary. Don't make me go no, into my journal don't. right no, now on no. air. No, I'm kidding. And because and because it would take away so much. It would take away from the joy that is Timothy Rand. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is he's the cutest kid ever. Yeah. I, I can't say that too loudly because all the other kids are like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like you only Especially have a window Whit. of opportunity. He's like, what yeah. about me? <laughs> am oh, I, am I cute, Mom? We'll look, yes. look, we'll come back on and do therapy for what we're going through with that. Um anyways. Oh. Party, Party platforms. platforms. Okay, right. get to work. Yes. We're working here. Yes. This is not therapy. This is Aaron Addison. Um, hey. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, so, look, let me just say this just so that we can reset before we go into doing the side-by-side comparison because people might wonder, well, why are the Addisons doing this? Because of what we normally talk about. We're usually right. talking about the culture, focus on the church, marriage and family, discipleship, yes. understanding the robust history that we have. Um, you know, in the faith. And so people might wonder why we're doing a side-by-side comparison of the party platforms, because here's the reason. When I read the article about the pro-life evangelicals for Biden, I thought it was really interesting, right? I thought it was interesting that they said they are pro-life evangelicals. And well, let me quote them. Here's their statement. Their statement acknowledges that, quote, as pro-life evangelicals, we disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democratic platform on the issue of abortion. But we believe that a biblically shaped commitment to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. Mm. So in other words, what they're trying to eloquently say, though not successfully, is that we we are for the total of life, right? We're mm. not just about life in utero. We, we are about life once it's here. We're, we're about looking at the big picture. We are pro-life, right? And I think that is such a tone deaf um, way to try to cover not knowing or, you know, not taking responsibility for the other things that are in the party platform, because they not only say that they are supporting Biden, which is totally their prerogative to do. Right. But don't try to make yourself, you know, appear to be pious and and good natured and and loving of humankind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and saying because indirectly what they are saying is that generally speaking, 
they this is the tired trope that pro-lifers are only mm-hmm. about life in the womb. That's yeah. what they're saying they care. by yeah. this. Yeah, that's right. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I read these issues, I think it is important for Christians to not shy away from this and say, oh, we don't know how to touch it because they're they're looking at all of life. And, and you know, what do we what how do we deal with it? Well, I think what you say is, are the pro-life evangelicals who are for Biden and, you know, mm-hmm. also for the other things that are on the Democratic ticket, yeah. right? Like for the other things that are on the platform. And I think this is where many people would say, well, we don't know. We wouldn't even know how to discuss what things are there. You know, and it's and, so it's so flawed with the whole life thing because the things that they listed, you know, because I went over that, that story and the things that they talked about, like if you don't have life in the beginning, none of that stuff mm-hmm. matters. You know, it starts yeah. with protecting life. You know, you yeah. can't have any other of the other problems. That's right. <laughs> without there I mean, being, it makes no sense. No. No. So it makes it makes absolutely no sense. And and in addition to that, you have other things that this Democratic Party platform are for that stifle life, Mm. figuratively speaking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you look at it, it's not because what they're trying to do is find the poetry in being pro-life it's life in the womb but it's life life you know they're, they're trying right. to find poetry in it right and so when i read things like this i'm compelled to say okay well let's have a fair conversation about it so that's that's why i i you know throw my hat in the ring and say mm. well i want to talk about this let's just do side by side let's let's look yeah, at because good. the attempt here is to be virtuous it is a virtue signaling of sort that's right and it is it is it is also to say that on the Republican side of things, they don't care about the entirety of life. Right. Right. They just want babies to be born, but they don't care what happens after the babies are born. That's, that's so you're going to say it's all right for babies out. to die then, you know, because the other side don't care about afterlife, you know, Great question. after, you know, person is born. So we're going to go with the side that don't want them in the world. Right. At all. Or, or let's <laughs> say this, or let's say this, the life that we care about once it's here, let's also say we don't care that um, what will be, um, you know, pushed on them mm-hmm. is sexual confusion. Mm. Um, let's, let's, let's say we don't care that what will be pushed on them is, you know, sexual identity confusion. Mm-hmm. All of these other things that go into it. And let's say as pro-life uh, evangelicals, we are for uh, Vice President Biden and, and we support his, his election campaign and all of that. And let's say also we don't care about how this party platform will affect religious liberty. Mm. Like we don't care that, Man. you know, us even huge. being evangelicals <laughs> could be like right. seen as something that's hateful. Like there is so much that is sort of self-defeating yeah. in this alliance. I think that that as Christians, we have to say, OK, look, if you come down and say, no, this is still how I choose to vote, then that is your prerogative. You have the right while you still do mm-hmm. to vote according to your conscience. Mm-hmm. You, you do what you think is best. But what I'm saying is be genuine about thinking about what is best. Mm. And the only way you can do that, That's if good. you do a side, is if you do a side by side comparison, right. I am convinced that there are many who will not do this. Yeah. I'm talking personally, there are many who will not in their own time say, well, you know what? Let me do a fair comparison here. And, yeah. and let's just go down the line by line and see what best aligns with my Christian conviction. To yeah. that end, let's talk about religious liberty. Because on, you know, big scheme of things, I think if you have, and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get any objections here because Meek is leading the witness. But I do think that if you have a party platform that supports religious liberty, there are so many other protections that fall under that umbrella that we don't think about, hmm. right? We're talking about the right to conscience. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We're talking mm-hmm. about the right to not be forced to do something that violates your deeply held religious belief. So if you do a side by side comparison, if you have a party that supports that religious conviction, the free exercise of your religious conviction, mm-hmm. or you have a party that is kind of will say that they support that. But everything else, when when the when, you know, the forensics are done, yeah. it looks like, <laughs> no, they didn't really care about that because look at where the protections so to speak, are going, right? The protections are going to the people who say, we do not support your right to free speech. We do not support your right to freedom of conscience. And those people are being protected. So the people who say, no, we have the right to free speech. We have the Mm -hmm. right to freedom of of religion, right? Or free exercise of religion. It's so important that we word it that way. And for the people who say we have the right to conscience, they are not being protected. It's the narrow-minded people who are getting protections. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Understand that. Yeah. It's, it's the ones who say, no, you only say what we tell you to say who are getting protections. And I think Christians have to think about that going forward. So let's let's read here because we're going to run out of time. Okay. Um, all right. So religious liberty, if you do a side-by-side comparison. And I wanna, I'm going to read a little bit at length here from the Republican um, platform. This is of 2016, but it was adopted again um, for 2020. So So it's not changed. Okay, so here we go. We'll start here. Uh, Republican Party platform. We value the right of America's religious leaders to preach and Americans to speak to speak freely according to their faith. Republicans believe the federal government, specifically the IRS, is constitutionally prohibited from policing or censoring speech based on religious convictions or beliefs. And therefore, we urge the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. We pledge to defend the religious beliefs and rights of conscience of all Americans and to safeguard religious institutions against government control. Let me read that again. We pledge to defend the religious beliefs and rights of conscience of all Americans and to safeguard religious institutions against government control. We endorse the First Amendment Defense Act, Republican legislation in the House and Senate, which will bar government discrimination against individuals and businesses for acting on the belief that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. In other words, we're not going to allow you to be punished for what you believe about marriage. That sounds good to me as a Christian. Okay, now, man, um, (laughs) when you uh, okay, let me let me let me continue. Let Mm -hmm. me continue here. Um, All right. The act would protect the nonprofit tax status of faith-based adoption agencies. Okay. The accreditation of religious educational institution, um, the grants and contracts of faith-based charities and small businesses, and the licensing of religious professions, all of which are under assault by elements of the Democratic Party. That is not untrue. Right. If you remember on Monday when we talked about it and we were looking at, you know, the... uh, I guess what the Democrats believe about the LGBTQ plus segment of our population and doing a comparison there. You'll remember that one of the things that they continued to tout in their party platform was that there was going to be freedom there. Mm -hmm. Right. You 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 can have access to whatever you want to have access to and you will not be, quote unquote, discriminated against. Mm -hmm. Those are all code words for. (laughs) Miki's words here. The Christians are not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now to the, to the, you know, to the pro-life evangelicals, what, what rights do you hope to retain? That's my question. You know, what rights do you hope to retain? They put it under the category mm. of discrimination. 
right? The dis- discrimination is how Democrats would call this. While while the Republicans are saying you have the right to to have, they're going to protect religious liberty in this country. The Democrats, on the other hand, mm-hmm. are looking at curtailing discrimination. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Okay. So that's that's how you would search for that. So let me just do a comparison here. So conversely, and I'm I'm leaving out a lot from the Republican Party platform. There's there's more to read. I may go back to it. But conversely, here's what the Democrats say. Okay. Democrats applaud this year's U.S. Supreme Court decision that made clear that employment discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity violates the law. But we know we still have work to do to ensure LGBTQ plus people are treated equally under the law and in our society. We will fight to enact the Equality Act and at last outlaw discrimination against LGBTQ plus people in housing, public accommodations, access to credit, education, jury service and federal programs. But it doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. Right. This this affects small businesses. Remember, these are the conversations that really I I feel like even on both sides, I would say Republicans and Democrats and not all Republicans. Mm-hmm. All right. Because there there are some battle axes out there that are saying, no, we need we need hard and fast answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. What happens when the Democrats move to, you know, in discrimination against certain segments of the population collide with the religious liberty of Christians in this country? What happens? Yeah. That, hey, those are the types of things that we to. need. We need, and it has already. Yeah, you know, you know, those are the types of things we need solid answers to. Go the, ahead. The go. concerning part, and I, I know we're going about the platform, but the concerning part to me is, as far as the Republicans are concerned, because the Democrats are already kind of giving themselves, not kind of, have given themselves over to the LGBTQ plus agenda. Mm-hmm. But what you have happening on the Republican side is within that party, there's log cabin Republicans who's been there for a minute, but they're gaining on, a lot Will. of traction. You know, Look, if you saw what Richard Grinnell put out, come on. you know, and saying that, you know, but anyway, what I'm saying Look, is you got into they, you, you got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I say a lot of trouble. People were upset with you because you called that out because it's, it's there and it's growing and, and people want to just say that, oh, no, this is turn away from it. It's not really happening. But there's a lot of traction being uh, gained by homosexuals within the Republican uh, party and even in the media outlets, you see more yep. and more uh, um, anchors, correspondents, or whatever you want to call them, who are homosexual, and they say, "I'm conservative, I'm Republican." Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to watch for the future. Absolutely, is something to watch for, and that's kind of why I asked the question earlier. You know, if you have a party platform, um, and then if the party veers away, is it better to have had what they stated initially, mm-hmm. and then maybe they move away from it? You can call them back to it. Or is it better to never have had it at all so that at least you know what you're getting? Because that is my concern. And and I want to tell, look, first and foremost, we are Christians. Amen. For Amen. those of us who are. Amen. Okay? So above anybody and above anything else, we fear the Lord and want to honor him. Yeah. We don't pretend that something is not such that it is because it seems politically advantageous to us at the time. No, we right. push back. Right. We push back. And and look, and I'm 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 grateful for our organization here, um, which has done that on a couple of different occasions mm-hmm. to push back. And and look, you know, I don't know anyone who always in a room wants to be that person. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The one right. who's always like, well, right. The wording here seems to suggest, you know, the one who always minces it up. <laughs> the one who's like taking it apart and saying, Hold on a second, mm. this does not pass the smell test. Yeah. 
No one really wants to always be that person. But as the Christian, man, I got to tell you, if we're going to faithfully live, if we're going to live for the glory of God, you know, every now and then, you know, (laughs) as we live in the current climate, it's a lot more now than then. You know, (laughs) we have to be that person. You're right. We have to be the one who says, hold up a second. Listen, don't move away from us the way their party moved away from some of them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. So we're holding the line. We're contending. We're watching. Amen. But we are not hanging up Christianity on the shelf. That's right. All right. Um, let's grab the break and try to move quickly. <laughs> Aaron the Addisons, <laughs> we'll be right back. In my brokenness, you are close to me. And my weakness, in my strength, you are highly lifted up. You sit high up on the throne. You are God, you are God, God alone. In my brokenness. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's. I am Miki, the guest of Will. And I'm Will, and that's hey. Darius James. You are a God alone. You've been a, a great guest today. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Just yes. trying to keep my invitations always open. I'll make <laughs> sure that I can come back. Hey, let me do this, though, to, yes. to, to really um, to really earn my invitation here. Let me move a little more quickly okay. through the, and I won't the interrupt platform you. comparison. No, 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 no. You're doing fine. It's me with all my tangents. <laughs> I just, you know, let me just read it <laughs> all right. rather than reading and opining. All right. Excuse me. So two more things about religious liberty from the Republican Party platform Mm -hmm. and that I think are important, especially in light of the reason I wanted to have this conversation or do this comparison was because of the pro-life evangelicals. Excuse me. Excuse me. The pro-life evangelicals, you know, touting their support for Vice President Biden and trying to to virtue signal, just make themselves look good. So that's the reason we're doing this. I want to make sure that we keep it in context. Mm -hmm. This is not to worship or to exalt anything in the political arena. Not at all. This is to say we glorify God (laughs) with our minds. Right. We've been given the ability to think and to reason. And part of being able to think rightly and reason rightly is having information. Just have the information. Do a side by side comparison. So that's what we wanted to do. And I guess this is a part two of sorts picking up from Monday. Right. Um, we started off the week. So two more things on the, on the topic of religious Liberty Okay. Uh, for, for those who are looking at several major issues here, right? Hopefully we're touching on the issue that you care about or issues that you care about from the Republican party platform. Our first amendment rights are not given to us by the government, but our rights we inherently possess. The government cannot use subsequent amendments to limit first amendment rights. The free exercise clause is both an individual and a collective liberty protecting a right to worship God according to the dictates of conscience. Therefore, we strongly support the freedom of Americans to act in accordance with their religious beliefs. Watch this. Not only in their houses of worship, but also in their everyday lives. That is so important. Yeah. Yeah. President Obama, when he was out and about, repeatedly said the freedom to worship, the freedom to worship, limiting the actual freedom that we have. Mm. It is not just the freedom to worship. Think of. Oh, I said I wasn't going to give so much. Okay, it's not (laughs) just the freedom to work. I cannot help it. We have the freedom to exercise our convictions in the public square, people. You don't you don't dial that back by saying, yeah, we all have the freedom to worship. And yes, you've got a group of people who support that. 
Because basically what that means is close the door and lock it and go in there and worship. Mm. Right. But what 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 does it mean to the person who says, well, listen, it you know, is a violation of my conscience to use the God given ability that I have to depict things that are that go against my conviction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't that doesn't fit so neatly in the in the category right. of free exercise of or, or free freedom to worship. Freedom, yeah. No, that is that is best protected by understanding that we have the free exercise of religion. And this is the last point on the Republican Party platform where they talk about freedom of religion. We support the right of people to conduct their businesses in accordance with their religious beliefs and condemn public officials who have proposed boycotts against businesses that support traditional marriage. Mm. We pledge to protect those business owners who have been subjected to hate campaigns, threats of violence and other attempts to deny their civil rights. Mm. That's important. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. Well, actually it does. I do care who you are. It, it does matter who you are. There are some Christians that this will not matter for them. And let me tell you who they are. The Christians who say, eh, it's okay. I have freedom. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't agree with the message, but I'll tell it. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think it's true, but I'll say it. Those Christians, all right, as, as they would identify themselves, it doesn't matter if they are protected in their businesses. Because, I mean, you know, they'll sell the farm anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. This only matters to the Bible believing Christian who says, no, I am not going to tell lies about how God has designed human beings. Mm. I'm not going to tell lies about how God has defined marriage and everything else. Yeah. This, this matters to them. All so, right. So now let's look. Oh, go ahead. Now, Lord, now I was just going to say, so what does the Democrat um, uh, platform say about this? Well, they do not specific. Well, they will say that they do support religious liberty, but okay. then they go off into everything else that you read in the, the Democratic Party platform seems to suggest protections for a certain group of people, namely uh. LGBTQ plus. And that's kind of what we got into yesterday. Mm. So let me let's look at from the Democratic Party. Here we mm -hmm. go. Uh, during the Trump administration, too many of our religious communities have been victimized by acts of intolerance, bigotry and violence. We will reject the Trump administration's use of broad religious exemptions to allow businesses, medical providers, social service agencies and others to discriminate. Let me read that again. OK, so if you're doing a side by side comparison, mm -hmm. let me read that line again. We will reject the Trump administration's use of broad religious exemptions to allow businesses, medical providers social service agencies and others to discriminate. We will confront white nationalist terrorism and combat hate crimes perpetrated against religious minorities. This is, this is the Democrats idea of religious Liberty. Okay. Curtailing your Liberty. Hmm. So s standing against white nationalist terrorism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we have any other homegrown <laughs> terrorists? That mm. you need to stand against. And I don't know why you put that under the category of religious liberty. Right. Unless you are making a statement that that you believe these people that you would be standing against to be primarily religious. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know. And yeah, and again, I don't, yeah, don't want to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for this. But this is what they're writing. This is what's in their platform. Again, from the Democratic Party here. Democrats also recognize that to fully confront the legacy of systemic and structural racism. 
It is time to examine, confront, and dismantle the government programs, policies, and practices that have unfairly targeted American Muslims as security threats. We will hold accountable those who engage in or enable violent or other illegal activity targeting religious minorities, including by directing the federal government to address the growing and violent threat of white supremacist, neo-Nazi, and anti-government groups. Hmm. Okay. And, and, and once again, I'm looking, you know, once again, I'm looking at Chris Wallace to say, why don't you ask the vice president mm-hmm. if he would denounce Antifa? Right. Why, right. why wouldn't you ask that? Why, why, why wouldn't you ask about some of the hate that is coming from some of these peaceful protesters right. that pop off at will yeah. across the country? Yeah, I agree. Do we only have one setting by which we define, quote unquote, hate groups? Is it one type of setting? Is one type of description that we have in mind when we're thinking about that? If you're Mm, looking at how Democrats, (laughs) if you're looking at how Democrats define it, I would say they only have one setting. Yeah. One description that they use for that. So, again, we're talking about a side by side comparison. Let's look at let's look at education. Okay. So education, Democratic, uh, Democratic Party. Okay. All children have the have the constitutional right to go to school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Democrats will make sure schools do not engage in and appropriately address discrimination, bullying, and harassment related to sex, including sexual orientation and gender identity, <laughs> race, national origin, immigration, or citizenship status, or religion, disability, disability and language status. So these are be all the protected classes of people in the school system. But it seems like everything goes back to like uh, sexual, you know, stuff in the beginning. It's like kind of it, a theme, isn't it? Everything that, yeah, all the different amendments are, are different things goes back to that. Anyway. I mean, Marx would be proud. Like this, when you talk about the classes of people that are the underclass, you're perpetually going to have them, right? Because the encouragement was, you know, once to, to come out of the closet but now what we have is we have a culture that's going into the closet and dressing people up and then pulling them out by their hand. You understand what I'm saying? It's not, it's, get a picture of that, right? I mean, can you see it? You see what I'm talking about? This yeah. is what is happening in the culture that we live in today. Again, from the Democratic Party, uh, as it pertains to education, we will protect the rights of transgender students. I mean, that's a sentence unto itself. I like, mean, that like- is a specific <laughs> sentence. That the, is listed. They act like the, the look, majority of students are transgender. Or something. Like that's how, I mean, you know, like. <laughs> or like behind every chalkboard, there is some sort of religious zealot waiting there to <laughs> beat up a transgender student. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's the teacher who is snatching the apple and then punching the student who happens to be <laughs> transgender. Right. Yeah. That's the picture that we get here. Continuing on with the Democrats and education. Democrats believe that everyone should be able to earn a degree Beyond okay. high school. All right. Okay. They should be. <laughs> they should be. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't, we don't like. That, that's not a. That, it's not a right. Like, it's not like, on, you know. That's not it should life. be. Yeah, that, that's fine. You know, you know could. Look, I have my, my thoughts on this. And I know, man, we are careening into the end of the show. But <laughs> look, okay. This thought that everyone needs to filter or to run through this bottleneck that is higher education the one last ditch effort that our educational system makes to indoctrinate people before they go out into the larger, you know, society. Um, I really think people need to take a step back and consider whether or not that is something that everyone has to do. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I just t- I was I would say no. Right. All right. I would say no. It's so funny, man. Just real quick, I was talking to the kids uh, yesterday, and and they they do these things where they kind of like, you know, do a time lapse and they jump to the you know middle of their lives or whatever. Like they do these time <laughs> jumps where they're like, oh, when I'm this age and this. Yeah. And so I was talking with them the other day. I want to say it was yesterday. It was really interesting. And Gabby um, kind of did like a fast forward, and um, and she said she said something about oh, and fast forward this amount of time, whatever it was. And she said, and I'm asking mom whether or not I need to take this class, um, you know, to study this. And she's talking about being in college. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then JD goes, yeah. And fast forward is the same amount of years. I can't remember what it was. He goes and fast forward and I'm calling dad to tell him that I got the job. Like he's not, he's just (laughs) skipping college. He's like, boom, I'm I'm done with that. You know? So it, 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 it was so funny. And I, I said, man, I said, JD, buddy, that's 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 pretty neat. I like that you're thinking outside of the box. Yeah. And and he started telling me about the kinds of things that he's interested in doing. And he actually, without knowing this word, <laughs> began to describe an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. began to, to describe being able to study and watch people do the things that he loves to do. JD actually loves construction. Mm. He So he started talking about what he wanted to do. And this is what he said. He goes, he goes, I want to <laughs> build stuff. He goes, I, I, he goes, I want to build stuff. And he goes, and I don't want to just build stuff. He goes, I also want to tell people around me how to build stuff. I, oh, you want to be like a foreman or something. You want to mm-hmm. you want to be like a general contractor. You know, mm-hmm. he and so he's already got in his mind that he doesn't have to sit in a classroom to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we need to talk to our kids and look at the way that God has designed them. Not every one of them is going to need to sit in a classroom for four years after you after they finish high school True. to be ready for what God has called them to do. As parents, we have to be prayerful and discerning. I'll yeah. just say that. That's a, that's a side note, kind of a, um, a freebie. But here we go. Democrats believe that everyone should be able to earn a degree beyond high school if they choose to. Good. Uh, without money standing in the way. <laughs> okay. So okay. free. Yes. Yeah, free that's 99. Exactly right. Like Abe said. That Free 99. <laughs> that is why we will make public colleges and universities tuition free for students mm. whose families earn less than $125,000, roughly 80% of the American people. And so, you know, but no one asked the question, who pays? Right. Who pays for what's it's not free? really free. That's what we tell our kids. Right. right. Free, that's a misnomer. <laughs> Somebody somewhere paid for that. Yes. Right? Um, all right, so the Republican Party. We support options for learning, including homeschooling, career and technical education, private or parochial schools, magnet schools, charter schools, online learning in early college high schools. We especially support the innovative financing mechanisms that make options available to all children, education savings accounts, vouchers, and tuition tax credits. In other words, it's your money, parents. You should be directing it. Mm. You should be the one determining where your money goes for me. the education of your kids. Sure. Yes. I mean, Amen. Listen, I, you know, I, man. <laughs> and I, I know this is controversial. I've worked with the people for, for you know, whom this is controversial, okay? Mm-hmm. But I believe that the money that parents are taxed, okay, in their individual neighborhoods for their kids to attend public schools, mm-hmm. I believe that those monies should follow the kids. Yeah, I agree. So if I'm educating my kid at home or if I'm sending my kid to a private school, that's my money, yeah. right? I should have access to that money. I that's my personal belief. And I know that there are people who have a big, huge issue with that. But look, once I started learning how this how this works, 
how we have bottoms and seats and we have money allocated for bottoms and seats. Well, if I've got six bottoms that are not in public seats. <laughs> right. <laughs> who's getting my dollars? <laughs> I'm, I, I saw a meme and we're out of time, so I'll tell the meme because I'm not going to get. Maybe Will will invite me back another day. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> but let me. I saw a meme at the height of the, the quarantine and everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was an elderly gen- gentleman um, in this meme who was looking at his computer. And, and the picture said. Uh, he was calculating how much money he would get back mm-hmm. um, because the kids had been taken out of school. So all of his tax money that <laughs> that's paid to the school, you know, he's like, how much do I get back? Because kids didn't finish up their school year. Look, I say that to say this. <laughs> I really believe that parents' dollars should follow where their kids are. I agree. That's my thought on that. All right. We're out of time. Will, <laughs> you want to wrap up your show? Sorry. Ah, see you tomorrow, <laughs> Lord willing. God bless.